Welcome to More to Come, PW Comic World's weekly podcast of comics and graphic novel news, recorded from wherever we are in our social distancing uh, quarantine. So I'm Heidi McDonald, the Editor-in-Chief of The Beat at ComicsBeat.com, and you can check us out on all social media comics uh, PW Comics World on Twitter, on Tumblr, and uh, on the PW Comics site at at PW. No, let's see. I'm sorry. I've been doing this too long. At PubliversWeekly.com/slash/comics. There we go. Okay. Well, today from quarantine, we welcome Andy Schmidt of Comics Experience. Hey, Andy. Hey, Heidi. How you doing? Uh, I'm all right. I'm messing up my intro, so. Um, you know, does little uh, gut check there. Um, so, uh, yeah, are, everything's healthy and safe in, in your neck of the woods? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're uh, we're cooped up here, but uh, yeah, my wife and and kids are 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 healthy, and we're uh, we're maintaining minimum safe distance along with. Most other folks around here, so yep. yeah, we're we're all right. We're all right. Well, I good. can't complain. I'm very glad to hear that. Um, so you are actually, for those who don't know, Comics Experience uh, is an online comics course. Correct? Is that right? T- don't you tell us in your own words what it is? <laughs> well, it's a yeah, it's an online uh, yeah comic book school, for mm-hmm. lack of a better term. Um, you know, we are. Our students, clients, whatever you want to say, tend to be uh, on the older end, you know, maybe college age into, adu- you know, certainly into adults, um, a lot of adult education. Um, we offer full courses on writing, comic book art, uh, co- coloring, lettering, all of those things. We have an online creators workshop, which is a 24-7 sort of message board system. We post videos. We have discussions about the industry, how to break in, how to network, you know, all of that, all of that stuff that's. Uh, some of it's fun, you know, like we have a lot of fun discussions too, but, um, but you know, it's a good, it's a, it's a really great resource. We have a, a ton of professionals. All of our instructors are working professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can take them from, from, from anywhere in the world. We've had, uh, we've had students on six continents. No one from McMurdo base yet. <laughs> so. Well, I guess my first question, well, uh, how has business been during this, um, during the pandemic, I mean, I hear a lot of people are taking online courses. Yeah, um, business has been business has been fine. Um, I, I think you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of confusion and there's a lot of nervousness. Um, but two things have been true for us that that you know, when unemployment goes up, mm-hmm. enrollment does too. Yes. Which, um, by no means does that mean that I that I want unemployment to go up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it winds up, but there's, there's a lag there, you know, but I, I, but yeah, we're starting to see things tick up. And then the other thing that has been true is that we tend to actually do well in a recession. I think largely, largely for similar reasons, people are looking for a change. Like, Hey, my 401k dropped out. What am I doing say of this job? I don't like if it's not actually paying off and people start looking for, for changes or looking for something that, that, um, that they love to do. Um, we get a lot of, we get a lot of lawyers, <laughs> who, right. who, who are like, you know what? I became a lawyer because uh-huh. I didn't chase the thing I really want to do. And what I really want to do is write or draw comics. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's great. And every class we hold are, you know, our classes are live. Uh-huh. Um, so I mean, you're taking from anywhere, but you know, if you're taking my introduction to writing comics class, for example, you're, you're, we're there together. You uh-huh. can see me interact i can answer your questions i can look at your work i can you know all that kind of stuff and and that's one of the things i love about it is getting to know 
getting to know people from all these different walks of life and people of different strokes, different colors, different beliefs. It's pretty, it's, it's been a really amazing uh, experience on, on, on my end. I, how, I think the how, students like it too. But How long has comics experience been uh, up and running? Uh, good question. We launched right after I left Marvel, mm-hmm. which was, uh, so I was an editor there until 2007. And when I left there, I started doing comics experience. So it's been since 2007. Now, originally, oh, wow. originally we weren't online. Originally I, I, my wife and I had, <clears throat> had a, had a, had a baby. And so we, um, we would sort of trade off. Mm-hmm. She'd go, she'd go to work cause she had a real job. <clears throat> um, and then she'd come home and I'd, I'd go into the city, uh, in New York and, and teach at mm-hmm. night. Um, and we did that for a year and then we moved to California cause I took a job as a senior editor at IDW at that, mm-hmm. at that point. And that's when I took them online cause it just seemed like that made a lot more sense. Right. So, so um, so I want to talk to you because you are doing, um, some, you, you know, you have a, a, uh, I guess you'd call it a promotion or a, a, um, service that will benefit comics retailers, which we're all thinking about right now. And I want to talk, I want to get to talking about that, obviously, you know, but, uh, but just talking a little bit more about the history of this. I mean, how long had you wanted to, to teach? I did, I met you originally when you were an editor at Marvel. Um, you know, it's a pretty demanding job for sure. Um, mm-hmm. and I know that you, you had written some comics at that point as well, correct? Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah. And I mean, I, I do, a, a, I do a lot. I, I kind of hate it when people ask me, so what do you do? Mm-hmm. Uh, right. me, uh, cause I do, com- we do comics experience and we have all the teachers and everything. And then I actually also run a comic book graphic novel printing business called ONS printing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm also a entertainment, uh, freelance writer and, mm-hmm. and consultant in the, in the industry. I write video games and comics and, mm-hmm picture books and all kinds of stuff. It's pretty uh, typical. I mean, that's what everybody does. Everybody has about eight <laughs> gigs now, you know, so it's, it does yeah, matter. although that's yeah. a lot, I will say that's a lot, but yes. Um, yeah. Well, I, you know, what I've found is that, is that I, I love starting things, mm-hmm. right? I love, I love building, uh, building things and I love doing things that connect with people or make lives, lives in, uh, better for folks. So that like the, in the printing business, ONS is a really good example. I had no intention of going into the printing business, mm-hmm. but I know a lot of small publishers. I know a lot of independent creators that are publishing their own work. Um, and the prices that they were getting from printers were astronomical. And so I just started asking all the right questions. And because of my experiences, I knew a lot of the right people and eventually was able to work out a deal with a really, really great, um, factory to offer discounted prices to individual, uh, creators and to small publishers to make their, to just to help make them be able to be more yeah. competitive with some of the big things. But, I, but I didn't set out to do it. It turns out I, I really enjoy it. Cause I love, like I said, I love kind of helping folks out. But, um, as for teaching, I was actually a teacher before I was an editor. Mm-hmm. So I had a, I had sort of a short career, um, that started when I was getting my master's degree in, in St. Louis at Webster university. I started teaching as in the master's program. I started teaching undergrad. I started teaching about comics and, and some other courses for them. And, and I, I loved it. And so when I, when I went and edited comics, you know, I missed it. I taught some, some comics classes at MOCA, the museum of cartoon mm-hmm. art there, um, comic and cartoon art. And, um, and so I kind of took what I was doing with MOCA 
and then when I left Marvel, I, I just dove in. And I just, I, t- I took those two things that I loved, comics and teaching, and just full on merged them. Uh-huh. And, and was like, this is a terrible idea. You think <laughs> it possibly work. And then, uh, and then kind of miraculously it did. I didn't have any of the business background or experience at that time. My, my master's degree was in media communications, you know, and film and comics uh-huh. and stuff. And the business, I was, I kind of winged it, and then eventually I had a, a partner, a guy named Rob Anderson, that that uh, came on board, and and you know, in a lot of ways, just kind of took me under his wing and just taught me so much that I, I'll be grateful forever for, mm. for what he was able to help me out with. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. Now, don't you also do you also have a, a, a deal with a publisher, correct? Is it Source Point Press? Yes. Okay. So. Comics Experience is, uh, yeah, has a has, has a deal or affiliation or whatever you want to would want to call it with <clears throat> with SourcePoint Press. Um, so our students, as they develop their skills and start working on their projects, they can submit them for publication uh, through us, and then we we have two submission windows a year, mm-hmm. and then we we go through them. We make sure we get back to every single person that submits with with feedback if. Uh, and, and we take them to source point and, you know, obviously it's their business, you know, so I, right. I can't force them to publish anything, sure. but so far they've really liked the content, um, that we've been providing and we got, we got nominated for our first Eisner, our first year out. So wow, nice. What was the book cool. that got nominated? Uh, the Fewer and the Tramp was ah. nominated for best digital comic ah. and now it's it just came out in print at exactly the wrong time. Ah, nice. Well, you know, it'll be a collector's item someday, right? <laughs> yeah, but uh but it's a really it's a really phenomenal uh book by uh Sean McArdle and Dexter Wee. And, oh, okay. They're yeah. actually very good. Uh were they now were they students at Comics Experience? Uh yes, yeah, Dexter was not. Um uh but Sean Sean was. Okay. Um you know, and Sean's, I mean, hey, yeah, when I first met him, I was like, okay, you get it. Right. <laughs> you know, which isn't to say he didn't have a fair amount to learn, but, it, but whether he learned it from me or he just figured it out on his own, he's just super smart. He mm-hmm. was going to, he was going to get there. Um, but he, he, uh, he really liked having, having me be able to talk about sort of how the industry works and, and, and just trying to help him kind of up his game, you know, but, you know, sometimes it's as simple as like, you got too much exposition here. Uh-huh. You got to figure out how to deal with this. And, you know, so we, yeah, we worked with him a, a lot and, and I, you know, I'm credited as editor on, on Fear and the uh-huh. Tramp. I actually went to my first Eisner Awards, um, oh, nice. uh, this year and, um, I should have known that it was a formal event, but <laughs> I showed up in blue jeans. Yeah. Uh, because well, I've been at Comic Con all day. And, well, and, a lot do, many do still. I mean, not everybody. I, I would say when I first started going to the Eisners, because I've been going to almost every one, uh, definitely you would have been better dressed than some people. I remember Mark <laughs> Brian Michael Bendis showed up wearing shorts to a win, and he won, I believe. So, um, yeah, yeah it was, it's it's uh, become a little more formal, developing a more formal appearance. But um, <laughs> well, yeah. learning, learning experiences. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, so that's cool. So you kind of do offer quite a bit of, you know, soup to nuts here, don't yeah, you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only, the only other thing I, I can think of is that we do mentoring, which is sort of one on one, um, which tends to be for more advanced students. And that's, I did a lot of that with Sean. So it was oh. very, it was very focused on what are your goals? What's the goal of the project? Like, how can I help you get there and all that kind of stuff? So, so the one on one mentoring is really cool. Um, but then, you know, just last year we sort of soft launched um we're not really promoting it still although it's picking up just by word of mouth uh we do creative services so Mm -hmm. somebody can come with us like uh, it's usually it's writers come with us with a script that's ready to go Mm -hmm. um and then you can hire us and we will we'll we'll find the artist the pencil or anchor color or letter will and you get your final project Mm -hmm. in the end Uh, right so wow well so let me ask you i mean like, so you've been doing this more or less since 2007, and obviously in that time, you know, up until this current moment, which I'm calling World War Three because it really <laughs> is World War Three. It really feels you know, like it. World War V. I mean, everything in our lives have been changed because of the coronavirus. But um, up until that point, comics had been in a pretty steady upward trajectory, certainly from 2007, maybe a little hitch here or there, borders, but... Um, you know, certainly with media, I mean, Marvel, the MCU and all of that sort of stuff. So, I mean, how have you seen interest in your courses develop in that time? I mean, has it been steady? Has it been, you know, do you have spurts or, I mean, you know, what, what have you learned from how it's grown? I have learned to stop worrying (laughs) and just trust that things will work themselves out. Um, yeah, I mean, enrollment kind of ebbs and flows. You know, we've got a couple of, you know, our introductory classes tend to, tend to sell out. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, which is great. I mean, those are, those are pretty dependable. Um, but, uh, but our, you know, what I, what I have seen is there's not a lot of correlation between, you know, how the movies do or even how the comics are doing. Uh-huh. The major, the biggest shift I have seen, and it was just, it was like watching, um, it was just like watching, uh, I don't know, like a, like one of those at the amusement park, the pirate ship that goes off <laughs> one side and then the other it was like, when I first started, yeah, I remember, you know, I always ask the folks in, in my classes, you know, do you, what are you most interested in? Are you most interested in learning how to, you know, write comics or draw comics because you want to do superhero work? You want to write Spider-Man and Batman and Superman and all that sort of stuff? Or do you want to create your own thing and make your own comic? And when I first started, 90% of the hands were, I want to do superheroes. Mm-hmm. Um, and despite the fact of the popularity of superheroes hitting like arguably an all time high, um, that has completely shifted. And now it's 90% want to make their own thing and 10% want to do superheroes. So when you uh, say their own thing though, do you mean like image type comics or, you know, yeah, first, they, second they wanna, type comics or? Well, you create your own, you know, mm-hmm. and that's a, that's a, obviously it's a wide spectrum. A lot of people want to do, you know, horror. Um, you know, a lot of people want to do slice of life. A lot of people want to do comics about causes, mm-hmm. autobiographical. Um, you know, it, run, it really does run the, run the gamut, but people are more, more interested. There are more creators coming into it now interested in in telling their story the, mm-hmm. the thing that they have to tell rather than than you know pick up where somebody else left off on a character that's been around for 75 years right. um now that's it's a little i mean it's it's a little bit um disingenuous to say that it's that that, that you know it, it's not that that 90 percent are wholly uninterested you know mm-hmm. a lot of people are like well what i really want to do is i want to create my own thing that i have control over mm-hmm. 
um, and I can do whatever I want. But hey, if I could write, if I could write the X Men, like right. that'd be sweet. Like that'd be cool too. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean that that shift, and uh, and I think the popularity of those superhero comics is actually one of the drivers, not the only, certainly, but it, it is a driver in this swing because I got people that are coming in all the time that are saying, I want to create my own thing. It's going to be the mm. next Avengers, right? Mm. Yeah. And so we've got people coming in doing that. We've got screenwriters that come in and be like, I've got this screenplay. I want to turn it into a comic because comics could be made into movies. Right, right, right. It's actually something I try to discourage, but um, because if you want to make a really great movie, you should probably go shoot a movie, not make mm-hmm. a comic like you know yeah <laughs> but you know what i gotta be honest it's like i mean i've heard so many anecdotal stories uh about how you know if you throw a comic book down on a producer's desk and then they pick it up and they're like oh yeah i get it right away you know i mean obviously if you're a great filmmaker like go make your movie for sure but uh I'll, right I'll but i think i mean if you look at something like lock and key which just got mm-hmm approved for a second season right. on Netflix, but start off as a graphic novel. But you read that graphic novel, it is a graphic novel. Mm-hmm. It is not it is not a TV show. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Right. And I think that's what works. Whereas, you know, what what I'm discouraging is I have this screenplay, make a good movie, I want to turn it into a comic right. to sell this screenplay. Like of if you, if you're genuinely if you genuinely also love comics, like that's a little that's a that's different. You can still make a great comic. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, I don't want, you know, people don't want to read a comic that, that reads like it was supposed to be something yeah, else. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's funny when you see um, a lot of, like, people from from the entertainment world, you know, screenwriters, for instance, coming in, novelists, both are being kind of drafted to write comics now. And, and when they come in, and you know, they don't always get it right off the shot. I mean, I, I, I think it takes, right. you know... I think it takes a lot to make a Grant Morrison or a Mariko Tamaki, you know? I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, like people who are really great comics writers um, are great comics writers. It doesn't necessarily mean they can write other things, you know? So Yeah, and you know, in my own, my own career, you know, I said earlier that I like building things and I like starting things. You know, even w- within my writing, you know, I started writing comics, but I've – I've ventured out into other media and, and part of that for me is super exciting because I love figuring it out. But, but I also, I legitimately study, you know, various media and, 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 and one of the things that I love studying is adaptation. I love mm-hmm. looking at two versions of the same thing. Why did, what did they change? What were they thinking about? Why did they make that change? Did it work? You know, one of the, one of the examples I, I give to folks is that the Watchmen, film from 2009 on some levels is about as faithful as it could possibly be uh-huh. it's like shot for shot word right. for word uh through most of that movie it's not a good movie no no it, that material that wasn't built to be that medium when you read it and you experience it as a comic book it's, it's a totally different experience mm-hmm. whereas it sounds in the movie theater like people are kind of droning on which is you know unfortunate <laughs> but, so that's like the, that's that's the example i hold up and go like this is an example of a really great work of fiction that needed to change more mm-hmm. in order to be to to make that that leap and it, you know i think the hbo series which i have not seen all of yet so don't spoil it for me Heidi. Mm-hmm. all right uh, is seems to be kind of a kind of uh, reinforcing that case 
you know, and that's, that wasn't my, you know, that wasn't my idea. Isaac Asimov wrote a great essay, essay about adaptation, um, that made that claim that things have to change when they go from one medium to another. And he wrote that because Harlan Ellison wrote a screenplay, um, based on a robot, a collection of short stories. And the screenplay is amazing, but right. those are some of my favorite short stories. Right. Um, and he wrote this essay in the front of that that said that, that talked about how this is a phenomenal thing, but it's, it's very, very different. You know, it's funny how people, uh, certainly Harlan's era, like, uh, became incredibly angry and incensed over the adaptations, which to be fair, often weren't that awesome, you know, but, yes. uh, like any changes they really, uh, you know, became upset over. And, um, I think nowadays, they like a lot of studios go out of their way to kind of you know coddle the original creator or at least you know uh, uh, comfort them assuage them usually with a check you know so that they aren't out there like you know shaking their fist at them uh about all these changes that were made um but it's absolutely correct you know one of my you know my favorite books lord of the rings and um you know they guess what they made a lot of changes and they but on the the extended edition dvd which is going to be my um, shut in quarantine treat for myself this weekend. Uh, they, um, you know, they explain why and, and, you know, I mean, the movies became beloved because it was a different medium and a different, different way of telling the story. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just, uh, watched all three of those over a weekend. My wife went out of town. <laughs> and my, my, my two sons and I watched them and, you know, my youngest son is nine and, and we had to watch them in several stops and starts but which was fine but he but he liked them all yeah and we got through yeah. them we got through them in a weekend which well pretty i'm impressive. curious to watch rewatch because i haven't seen them in quite a long time and uh i'll be curious to see how they hold up but um i hope yeah. they hold up so but anyway uh yeah what so so you say your introductory courses are the most popular what you know is there any like blockbusters that you have that is you know sells out uh, right away or you know the hot hot topic yeah, uh, well, our introduction to comics writing and comics mm-hmm. art, those are the, you know, and, and those are, are, are prerequisites to take mm-hmm. the advanced classes because we want to make sure everybody's got the right foundation, uh, to build upon. Right. Um, but yeah, both of those, um, both of those fill up almost every single time. Um, and, you know, they're, they're great. And, and, you know, what's happened over time and had I been thinking about this, you know, the first nine years I was doing this or whatever, I, I probably would attract names and students more closely but we we've, we've got students working at every publisher and, mm-hmm. and doing tons of stuff it's really oh, well that's pretty awesome that's that's that is awesome i uh, mean i'm just looking uh you have uh some of your courses i mean you do have courses in you know lettering and coloring uh which is taught by my old buddy chris sotomayor i love that guy Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Right before uh, I got on the phone. With ah, you. well, there you go. Um, and you have Philip Sevy, he's great. Uh, Paul Lor, you know, you have some uh, Heather Antos, uh, Fred Van Lenti. Uh, you have some pretty awesome people teaching these courses. Yeah, our uh, well, thank you. I agree. Um, and they, uh, you know, I, 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 you struggle with something like this because obviously you want to sell the courses, and and you know, I've had opportunities to get some really big names to mm-hmm. teach the courses. Not that these guys aren't decent sized names or they're, they're definitely mm-hmm. n- well known and well respected. Um, but I've gotten opportunities to have bigger names and, and, but I will always go for somebody that really has a gift for teaching right. over, over the name talent. 
That said, coming up in in on May 9th, we've got a what we call a master seminar, which is a mm-hmm. one day seminar, also online, so you can take it from anywhere. Mm-hmm. With Jonathan Hickman, who just relaunched the entire X Men franchise for Marvel. Uh, yeah, so that's that's cool. a good one. That's yeah, that's yeah. That's really great. looking forward to that. That, yeah. one, that one should sell well. Yeah, I'll um, say. You know. I'm sure he'll have a captive audience of people and um, a great writer like Jonathan Hickman. So yeah. you, uh, what originally prompted this call was, uh, you know, Kate Calvin and I. If uh, I pity our listeners because our last episode was Kate Calvin and I talking from different places, and you could tell we just did not. <laughs> it was funny. Oh, it was funny. right. Did you listen to it? I did. Oh I did. my god, that was. Oh, our- but I, but I love it because I loved it because it was such a, it was such a like it felt so real, you know. Like I almost, <laughs> I almost like, pre warned you, like, oh, yeah, I hear my dog might just come in and start barking. <laughs> Yeah, it might happen. Well, I mean, you know, that is real, and we are pretty rough-hewed. I will say thank you, because that was probably, I don't want to say it was our worst episode ever, but it was definitely our most disjointed episode ever, where it's like, oh, where's Kate? Oh, she, I don't know if Kate even, I haven't listened to it. But anyway, <laughs> there was definitely um, some... Some, uh, uh, it wasn't our best show. Uh, but you know, we're all under a lot of stress and mental, mental stress right now, so we're all forgiven. Um, but we talked about what, well, what are we gonna do for the podcast for the next while? Cause you know, a lot of books are on hold, a lot of things are on hold, but then we said, you know, we wanna talk to people, let's talk to retailers, let's talk to people about the crisis. I mean, that's probably the best way, um, what most people are gonna be interested in and how we can serve the community. But, um, so this really, you know, when you reached out and said that you were doing something to help retailers, uh, I was like, oh, this fits right in with our new mandate. So, um, yeah, so what are you doing? You're doing – tell us about this initiative that you have. So, uh, yeah, we, we kind of released it today. It's called the Comics Experience, Comics Experience uh, Retailer Relief uh, Program. And so <clears throat> what it is – you know, we talked with a lot of retailers. We talked with we talked with a lot of you know a lot of different folks, and you know uh, I don't think this is going to surprise anybody that that listens here regularly. But retailers are not thrilled with the idea of like digital comics uh, like being put forth, uh, and they also don't want to do something that's going to that's going to eat into when they open up their their doors. I'm hoping that every one of them can reopen their doors. Um, so. I realized, you know, pretty early on, I mean, we launched it today, but I mean, I, I pretty much tasked everybody I had on hand with, with working on this for the last few weeks. Um, just cause it was instantly apparent that relief was going to be needed. Now I don't have any illusions that this is going to, you know, make up for their sales or whatever, but I wanted to figure out something that, that, that would not, um, would not bother them. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that was comics related and that was something that, that could uh, maybe approximate that weekly release schedule mm-hmm. to keep sort of that habit going. And so what we've done is we've, uh, we've invited retailers to become affiliates through, uh, through a platform called Podia. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they each will get uh, their individual l- links that they can put out on social media, email, on their websites, whatever, and they can send it out to their customers. Their customers, when they go through that link, get sort of tagged. Mm-hmm as as a customer of that store and then anything in that we have on that any of our offerings are 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 tagged retailer relief uh you can buy you can buy them individual we've got some bundles so like our first week launch bundle you can buy all the videos and all this stuff for 
for I think it's forty bucks total. And mm-hmm. you know, you can watch Chris Sotomayor, who we were talking about earlier. You can watch him color on on these stop motion, you know, videos of him coloring the comics and Photoshop. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, they're like I get, I just get entranced with those. But mm-hmm. anything that they purchase, eighty percent of that sales price is going directly to that retailer whose link you followed. Right. Okay. Um, the other 20% is, you know, covers channel costs, PayPal, all that sort of, you know, everybody takes a bite. Sure. So, so we're trying, I'm trying not to lose thousands of dollars, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, I'd really have like, I mean, we've, the, the whole staff has been working on this and, you know, so, I mean, it's, it was a developing, it was really difficult, but, but the other aspect of this is, is now we're going out and some of the publishers have been, have been great. Like, um, Dave Marshall, the editor in chief at, at Dark Horse today was asking his editorial staff to start reaching out to creators, start promoting this. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're asking creators, they can, they can, um, you know, they can talk to us and, and we can invite them in to donate videos. And so we're hoping that we're going to kind of curate videos that we can host so that every Wednesday we could release all new videos from different creators and you'll be able to find your favorite creator and all that sort of stuff. And, and it's all got an educational bent, but it's about comics. It's for the retailers. It's really, you know, uh, and we'll do this for as long as stores are closed, honestly. I mean, well, you know, I, I mean, I think here in New York we're like three weeks into this. I guess this is the third week, although I was kind of doing it the previous week. But, you know, definitely the third week of shelter in place. And, um, you know, I mean, society has changed a lot in three weeks. I mean, we all know what Zoom is now. Um, right. And, uh, but, I mean, I have to be honest. And, again, this is not, you know, wishing for anything. I mean, we'd all love it to be back the old way, okay? And mm-hmm. that is the ultimate goal. But... There are kind of a lot of opportunities in this new world, too. And, I mean, it's not where if you're providing online entertainment for people, it's not that that is, you know, a bad thing to do. Uh, yeah, there are opportunities. Um, and, you know, one of the things when you – when you, I mean, one of the reasons why, I, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm giving as much of that of that sale price to the retailers as possible is – and I'm not putting anything else mm-hmm. up there. For sale, right. um, uh, you, maybe I will later. I, I don't really, you know, I'm really just focused on the here and now sure, at the moment, course, like right. all of yeah. But, but I, I really want to be cognizant of of making sure that this is perceived for what it is, which is something to help retailers and hopefully educate fans and people that are that that want to know what's what's going on and how to do these right. things. Right. Um, uh, the idea of of sort of swooping in and profiting off of somebody else's misfortune is is not well. Real that's so, to I, me. yeah. I didn't. I didn't. But, I think I phrased that poorly. That isn't what I meant. I didn't mean opportunities. I just meant like you know doing these. I mean, I, you know, a lot of creators are doing like streaming talks and you know, oh, yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of streaming and. Yeah. Um, you know, some of them are turning out to be really enjoyable and, and, you know, quite entertaining and interesting. And, and, you know, I, no, I, I, no, that is not what I was saying at all. I was just saying, it's like, I'm sorry it came out like that. But uh, no, what I was meaning is just like, you know, like, like we're being creative and, you know, people yeah, are innovating. No, oh, yeah. And, and I mean, with my own kids, like we're, we're hopping on YouTube and we're doing all kinds of great, uh, great stuff with, with various, you know, children's book authors and stuff like that. Um, uh, and, and in fact, the, you know, one of the first things I did just to sort of as a proof of concept was I read out loud on camera one of my, um, it was a Spider-Man story that I wrote that's in a five minute Spider-Man 
bedtime story or something right. like that. And um, <clears throat> and I read it on camera and, and chatted a little bit, and then I just posted it on my private Facebook page. Uh-huh. And by the end of the day, it had been shared and viewed over a thousand times wow. because our local, uh, our Shelby County's um, school system uh-huh. picked it up and shared it. It was like, do this with your kids while you're at home, you know, learning, like take it, put Andy on and, and take a, take a 15 minute break, you know, or, or mm-hmm. whatever. It's supposed to be a five minute story. It's a little longer, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but it was, you know, it was, just, and then I was like, okay, so people are, are, you know, really wanting this, this type of content. And, you know, we want it in our, in our, in our house. Um, you know, we're lucky our kids are old enough that they understand what's going on and they're being pretty cool about it, you know, as we all get a little bit more testy each day. Right, right. But, uh, but yeah, and, and, uh, you know, like it's, it, it is, uh, and I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't really think you were like coming at me or anything, but, yeah. but I just I thought it was kind of worse. Probably I'm just nervous. <laughs> That's what people are going to think. So I, so I kind of jumped to that, but, um, but it's been, it's, you know, as, as tough as this is for people and as terrible as, as this virus is and is tearing up life and, and doing what it's doing, mm-hmm. I'm also, uh, heartened at times by seeing, you know, even the little things that like our neighbors around here are doing, just the way people are reaching out and just offering a hand. Like, you know, I live in, in, it's not quite rural, uh, a rural part of the, you hear how I say that rural, uh, yeah, rural. Uh, part of the country, but, um, uh, but you know, small town mm-hmm. flavor and, and, um, we had a, we had a something that he fixed in our, in our backyard and the guy came over, you know, after everybody's self isolating, he can still work. He's out on his own and everything. And he came over and he fixed the thing up and was just like, you know what? We're all struggling. Like this, this is on me. Yeah. And he wow. Just like, no charge, you know, and, wow. and I'm seeing that, you know, we found out that there was a family that, that, you know, that, that, you know, we don't really know them, but, you know, nearby that, that needed groceries for the week. And, and we had stocked up, we hadn't overstockpiled the way some people did, but, you know, we'd, we'd certainly stocked up. And so we put together a week's worth of groceries and we just took it over and left it on their porch for them. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. you know, that's just what, and that's, there's, I'm not looking for recognition. My wife's not looking for recognition. You know, she's got to fill her day, so she's sewing masks for our nurses and healthcare workers, yeah. and and everybody's doing it. I mean, I, I absolutely. It's I mean, it's just wonderful. It is. I'm in a while. I've felt this way about human beings. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, so far so good. And I mean, I feel a little guilty because I'm actually quite busy. Because you know, there's news is like, oh my god, I wake up every morning and it's like, you know, like you know, seven seismic announcements that I never thought I would see in my lifetime have all been announced, you know, right. and, right. uh, you know, like, Oh, diamond is just, yeah, we're not going to pay anyone. Um, yeah. Yeah. Our industry is not in great shape. No, it's not. It's, it's no. Really and I, I mean, so I was, I mean, I do want to talk to you a little bit about, you know, the bigger picture. And I mean, I think we all kind of have an idea now, like, uh, you know, when this first started, I was like, Oh, it'll probably be done by May. Well, I was wrong. You know, I mean, I didn't know. I didn't, you know, I thought that we were going to get ahead of it a little better than we did. And obviously nobody has, you know. So we're yeah. looking at May 1st, maybe, to stop staying at home. Um, You know, probably June, you know. People are like, oh, well, do you think there'll be a Comic-Con, San Diego? And I'm like, well, I don't think so. But if there were, would you go? I mean, right. you know, like when there is a big gathering, again, 
I'm not even going to go down there. I'm not going to – I don't want to look too far down. But anyway, we are getting the idea that this is going to be much longer than we hoped at first and anticipated. And, you know, everybody's talking about comics retail. Yep. And, you know, they were the first clothes to shut down, but now Diamond has stopped paying its vendors, which means publishers aren't getting paid. A lot of freelancers have been told to put pencils down. Um, and, you know, this is pretty serious. And I will say this before, I, you know, because that was a big Debbie Downer, but I'll say this. <laughs> Me having seen everything that people are doing, you know, listening to you trying to help retailers, what everyone else is doing to try to help people coming together, coming up with solutions, some of them not very good, but you know, they're trying. I'm comics yeah, will, the right place, yeah, for sure. Comics will be around. Okay? There'll be comics. There'll be there's too many talented creators and kids love comics and graphic novel sales have been soaring and there's movies. There'll be Spider Man, there'll be Batman. All this stuff is going to be around. But I'm not sure what the, the shape of it will be. I really do yeah, think we're and, seeing... and that's it. Yeah. Right. That's it. Because, yeah, comics will be around. It's a medium. Mediums don't just right. disappear. Um, so, but what will the industry look like coming out the other side of it? It's going to look different. Yeah. And anytime something comes out looking different, especially when it's a, such a sudden sort of shift like this, there's people that are winners right now in the system as it is that are that are losers uh, you know in the system as it is and not all the winners are going to stay winners not all the losers are going to stay losers so all of that upheaval and that shift there's going to be new people you know doing very well and there are going to be new people that maybe were doing well that are really struggling coming out the other end of it and so that uncertainty um and often you know, for especially for for retailers who are really in the, really in the thick of this, you know, certainly, but also freelance creators who are working from home and are and are working gig to gig. A lot of them are are living check to check. Um, you know, where are they, you know, how you know, there's a feeling of powerless and a feeling yes. of just chaos that is. Um, and then you, and then on top of that, you get isolated. And, and have, has anybody ever talked with you, with you about freelancer paranoia? Or have you, are you familiar <laughs> yeah, with Yeah, of course. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, from yeah, both I mean, sides. Get, yeah, sure. You get into your, you get into your own bubble and you're not hanging out with other people. And, 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 uh, that paranoia just goes into overdrive. Mm-hmm. And look, I, and my business, I am very fortunate that, uh, the comics experience part side of the business is, is still doing fine because it's almost entirely virtual. I mean, my printing business is stopped. Mm-hmm. Presses are stopped. Wow. Um, you know, and, and that hurts. Fortunately, uh, you know, I've, I've diversified a little bit, but my income's cut in, cut in half mm-hmm. practically overnight. Um, you know, and, and so I, I don't know, you know, I mean, I, I've got some ideas of where I think it's headed. And, um, you know, diamond is, diamond is the real big unknown right now. Like mm-hmm. nobody knows really what shape they're in. Um, will they bounce back? Can they bounce back? To what degree can they bounce back? Um, you know, that's the, that's the biggest question mark, but that's the biggest question mark because it's really the only distributor game in town, right? Mm-hmm. We don't have that for retail. There's not one retailer that right. controls everything. There's not one publisher that controls everything, but, but everybody has, you know, and I've been talking with a lot of publishers. I've been talking with a lot of of retail, and I mean everybody, a lot of printers, and 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 all of that. And they all are hurting. 
but they all have unique problems, mm-hmm. right? They all have u- a unique set of, of things that are hurting them. Even, even freelancer to freelancer, printer to printer, publisher to publisher, the, what's, what's affecting them because those publishers all, you know, those, those businesses all have different nuances and different mechanisms. Mm-hmm. You know, some publishers do super well selling at, at conventions. Source point press is a great example of that. They, they, they are bonkers at conventions. Right. Well, there are Absolutely. None. Yes. You know, yeah, there are none right now. So that <sighs> is a whole lot of revenue that's not coming in. And then on top of that, the stores are closed, you know, so they're, you know, they're in a situation, but you know, fortunately for, for them, uh, SourcePoint Press is one of several companies that that are all under one large mm-hmm. banner, um, and some of the other companies are still able to 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 do what they do. Um, so, you know, like I said, like every everybody has different issues. Everybody sees different, you know, um, potential ways out. But one of the one of the greater unknowns is is how long this is going to be. So, you, everybody's kind of looking at, well, what can I do for tomorrow? Mm-hmm to get by and then what can I do if this thing lasts for three or four more weeks and then oh my god what if it lasts for three or four more months and and you're trying to pull that all on your shoulders while your kids are at home screaming at you because they don't want to do homework and (laughs) and, uh, yeah it's a yes you you have a nice child free environment there I've talked to some other people who don't in fact most people I talk to don't have a child free environment so um, you know, I mean, that's just kind of the reality of, of our world, 100%. Um, you know, a couple of people have said to me, I mean, there are a lot of efforts underway to help retailers. Yep. And, uh, a couple of people have pointed out to me that, you know, maybe what we really need to do is just tell retailers, yeah, here's how you get your small business loan from the government. And, you know, you need to do that right away and don't really pay attention to this other, you know, that's, that's your priority right now. Because, you know, there are a lot of governmental programs and so far, and God knows there might even be more coming, um, you know, that are, that are, you know, these small business loans are pretty much made for businesses like comic shops. Um, you know, they have, uh, some of them don't even have to be paid back, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, certainly I would encourage anybody you know, running a small business that's running into, you know, some serious issues like that to look into that. Um, I, I, again, I'm fortunate enough to not be in a position where I've been looking into that for myself, but, uh, I certainly wouldn't discourage anyone from looking into it. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know how those tend to work. Um, right. I'm always sort of skeptical of loans. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, those, those programs are put in, into place to help, you know, um, you know, we've got our program to help retailers. There are, there, like you said, there are a lot of other ones. Um, yeah. there, there are a lot of ideas that are, that were, like you were saying before, their hearts are in the right place, but maybe that's not quite the solution people are looking for. Um, it's, yeah, yeah. but I mean, it's yeah. a community, you know what, look, this is, comics are a community. They really yeah. are. And I mean, I've learned that over the last few years. Um, in a way that I never really expected to. I mean, I knew I was, but not quite how much I was, you know, and, you know, that's the thing. It's, it's, uh, you know, this will end. I keep telling myself that, <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe I better take some of your courses here, Andy. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, it, it will end and, and comics will be okay. Yes, um, that's correct. 
And, and one of the things that, well, the thing that, that has, has been uplifting for me is the community and seeing the community come together. Uh, we know that people are going to come out of this hurting and we know that, that some folks will come out hopefully with something else going on or something new going on. Um, but, but it's been really nice to see the community trying to help one another. And I don't, I don't think that's going to go away just as soon as we're back out on the streets again. You know, something like this unites all kinds of communities, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, see it around town here and, and, and that doesn't go away. You know, this is going to be the thing that, that we're, you know, we're all going to have this shared experience and anytime there is a shared experience, whether it's a smaller group or a larger group, like, like the entire world right now, um, it gives, it gives, it, it makes everyone seem more real and more human to everyone else. Um, and it just, you, you just, you can just see the compassion level of, of humanity on the rise. Well, uh, I hope and it's you great. are, I hope you are correct in that. Um, and I'm going to keep being a poly positive and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, think that too. So, uh, and, you know, I, it's, it's, it is wonderful to see, um, you know, the communities come together, the in real life community and the, the virtual community and also just people, you know, coming up with ideas. Like I said, I think, you know what? I think a lot of innovation is going to come out of this. And I think that innovation is going to serve us well in, in whatever new landscape we face when, when they have a vaccine and a test and, and a cure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I, I should have mentioned earlier that I didn't, if there, if there are any retailers listening to this that want to get involved in the program, and if you can't find the press release or whatever you need, you can always just email info at comics experience, U-O-M-I-C-S, or just plural experience.com, and we'll make sure you get hooked up that's, and a part of the program. That's comics experience. Uh, info at comicsexperience.com. So, well, awesome. And, um, listen, as long, listeners, as long as you're emailing, email us at PW Comics World and let us know how we're doing at PW Comics World, uh, at gmail.com. Uh, and so perhaps more, uh, well, Andy, thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, you know, I know you were very busy. You had a lot of things to do. So I'm glad I could catch you at home. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> but, uh, th- no, thank you very much for 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 wanting to talk about this and wanting to spread the word. Yeah, well, this program is helpful for it folks. It is. I hope so. I think it, it sounds really interesting, and um, perhaps never have these words, as we say here on the podcast, been so important to say. But there will be more to come.